And here we go again, another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Uh, second straight day that uh, yours truly, Austin Huff, and my co-worker, Evan Leepak, are talking into microphones. So, uh, this time you can't see our faces, though, which probably is for the best. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it's for the best that we just do audio this uh, for this version of our... Forever? Yeah, forever maybe. Once a year we'll do the video. Um, If you are not aware of what we are talking about, we uh, debuted our 2022 Goshen News Sports Awards show last night. Uh, Filmed it at Goshen College's Globe Television Studios. Uh, Me and... And radio. What? Radio and television. Yeah, a little bit of both. Globe Globe Media would probably be the best description, but they have you know the the TV, the radio. They've got the the record uh, print newspaper. Um, yeah, they got a little bit of everything over there at Goshen College, and uh, we went over into their television studio and filmed the first ever inaugural Goshen News Sports Awards show. It was a huge success, I would say. Uh, congratulations to all of our winners and all of our nominees. Uh, if we were going to read them all off again, we would be uh, be a while. So we're going to let people watch the YouTube video if they'd like on the Gosha News YouTube page. It's also linked on our Facebook and our Twitter. And uh, there's a if you don't want to watch us, which I don't blame you, you know, you can also just read the winners, whether it be on our Twitter account or online goshenews.com so i haven't watched it personally i probably won't so <laughs> yeah, for some reason evan doesn't like watching himself back i watched the show i'm probably i've only watched it all the way through once um obviously because i had to watch it when it premiered on youtube last night uh but i'm probably like you know i probably have like 10 of the page views 10 of the youtube v- video views just from checking to see how many views we've had on it so so whatever the number is, minus 10, that's where we're at now. Last time I checked, we were like at 250 in less than 24 hours. So that's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. People are watching. Can we get to 1,000? It's a challenge. We're going to do like, it's like a, like a GoFundMe or something. So That'd be nice. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. I can get it to 1,000 if I just keep on refreshing the page. Yeah. And then we can be like, wow, 1,000 views. Yeah, average view view time, one second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I personally uh, thought it was a great show and came, came together swimmingly. Really wasn't any issues. Evan, uh, what was your what was your takeaways and experience from, from the inaugural Goshen New Sports Awards show? It was a good time. I just don't want to do it again. Well, you know? too bad. We might do this every year, but... <laughs> it wasn't that bad. You did great, okay? Don't don't sell yourself short. You were really good out there. You looked like a natural. Okay? You were really good out there. I, I was fine. I looked the part. Yeah, you sounded the part, too. I mean... At times. Maybe, no, like... most of the time, man. 85% of the time. You got alphabetically pronounced right, finally, on the third try, so... And I said I'm that. sure people watching at home were like, why is he reacting so happily to saying that word? Because <laughs> they didn't see our test runs where we <laughs> screwed it up a couple times. But said it wrong twice. Twice, yeah. and mental attitude was also a tough one on one of the run-throughs, but I also can lost my space, you know, a couple times, and... 
the teleprompter was my, not my friend at one point. Yeah, was, you had to get we had to get used to it, but we did a couple test runs and then we taped the real thing, and I think it came out pretty darn well, man. I really do. It's one of the more proud things I'm so to be associated with. I feel like in my four years here, it's just cool. It's like it's something different, and people don't, you know, no one else in our area is doing that, you know. So like we're the only ones that do a big award show like that with the video like that that looked professionally edited it wasn't just you and i sitting here in the the podcast room you know with these uh weird you know uh walls and green screen stuff like we really went all out with this you know as all out as we could and the goshen college people were tremendous i can't thank them enough for letting us come in and you know we had this idea and jason samuel you know credit to him for being kind of the you know, he was the main guy there, uh, faculty-wise, to kind of push it. Um, he was great. And then, you know, the entire staff, they all get – I've given them shout-outs on all the social media, so I, I run through anymore. all their names, too. I forgot no all the names. No more shout-outs for them. No more, yeah, they're great stuff. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, like I said, it's on our YouTube page, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Can't miss it. If you follow us, you can't miss it. Go give it a watch and try not to laugh. Or you can laugh. Maybe you laugh with us. You know? Yeah. I or mean, at us. We, yeah. Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> we laughed at ourselves a lot, so it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, that, that puts a bow on 2021-22. I guess we'll quickly, you know, we when last time we were here, we had just finished up the first round of the state golf tournament. So, mm-hmm. I guess for anyone who may have missed or needs a refresher... Uh, Edwin, would you like to take the lead here on uh, recapping how our two boys golfers did at the state meet? That's so long ago. So much has happened since then. You expect me to remember? I know. We did a whole TV show, man. A whole 42-minute TV show. How about that? Well, I mean, honestly, both of them really did a great job, in my opinion. Brock Reschley. Second year in a row at State. Finished up in 29th. Had a 155 with both combined rounds. He That was an improvement of over 30 spots from last year. Finished 60th. So out of 100 golfers, I mean, that's pretty solid. And then Braden Miller is a freshman. First year as a varsity player. Has a great season here in the area. Has a great 71 at regionals. And then gets to State. Shoots a 77 the first day. But then he's more more to himself the second day, 72, even par. He finished with a 149, and that was good enough for a tie for 12 for him. So he's going to be back because, you know, he's got three years left. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of his career if he's right at the top competing for a state state championship himself. So Yeah. Did yeah. you mention he got All-State? I did not, but he, he did. He got All-State honors. He's an All-State golfer, man. Freshman, be All-State, that's impressive. It is. And I'd imagine Brock Rushley will be back as well his senior year. See if he can get up into the top 20 next mm-hmm. season. I saw he won some like junior event this past week. His dad was tweeting about it. He shot like a 66 one day. Six under. It's pretty good. Man. I don't know how tough the course was, but still he won it. He won the event. 66. That's you got to be dialed in. I don't care how tough the course is. Uh, you know, 
or how easy a course might be. You got you got to be playing really darn well to shoot a sixty six. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think they uh, they performed maybe a little bit higher than expectations. I mean, you never know when you're going down a state, and it's, you know, this field is always tough, obviously, but. I think to come away with two top 30 finishers was pretty good, all things considered, given, you know, after the first day you weren't sure, you know, there were seven shots off the lead and, you know, so it was, they, they both played well though that second day they, they battled. Braden obviously 72 is really good. It was um, hot out there too. It was 100 degrees, yeah. It was like, yeah. So they're also battling the elements. Trying to stay cool, trying to find shade every chance they got. Yeah, so break according set, to them. Right? Yeah. yeah, towels and a bunch of water, all kinds of strategies yeah. to try to stay cool. Because yeah. I mean, golf's a mental game. Mm-hmm. If you're focused on the heat, it's going to take away from your uh, swing. Yeah, and like I'm not, I'm not a boys golf uh, state tournament expert by any means, but this is probably what going to go down as one of the more competitive. Uh, meets at least at the top. Gurren Catholic edged out Westfield by one shot for the team title. Like, you rarely see that. There's been a couple times where they've tied. Had to go to a fifth score tiebreaker. but one So one shot is crazy. And then in the individual uh, championship, Aiden Gutierrez from Valparaiso had to beat Ryan Ford from Indianapolis Cathedral in a playoff. Went three holes, and he was able to win the playoff and win the individual state title. I mean... That's about as close as it gets for both the individual and the team state championships right there. So you rarely see how it'd be that close. So congratulations to Gurren Catholic and congratulations to Gutierrez. I mean, shout out Northern Indiana, Valparaiso, the region. So only a sophomore too. It's really impressive. He'll be back. <laughs> Obviously. You would think. <laughs> unless he turns pro. Like I think he's gonna be Yeah, back. is he gonna turn pro? Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's it, man. 2021-22 is over. We kind of wrote extensive columns about it yesterday, but uh, very extensive. Verbally, I just wanted to say like this was probably the best year start to finish that I've covered in my four year. Um, it's technically your first year, your best year from start to finish because it's also your first start to finish year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, when I look back at this year, that's going to be that stretch of the fall where. Basically, from when Sybil Stilson broke the state record in the regional two covering the 4A state title game at Lucas Oil Stadium, like everything that happened kind of in that stretch was incredible. I mean, so many great runs, you know, Stilson, Westview Boys Soccer, Westview Boys Tennis made state, Westview Girls Soccer made a run to the regional final, you know, won a dramatic uh, penalty kick game in the regional semi against Argus, um, you know. Obviously, Northridge football when they're run. I mean, that stretch, the cross-country kids, Goshen, Northridge, uh, boys getting all-state, top mm-hmm. 10 teams. Um, it, I don't think we're – I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to see a, the, a stretch like that where it was just like every weekend someone was winning something big or, you know, advancing to like the next round of the tournament in some way, shape, or form. It was incredible to watch. And uh, Did you say – Fairfield girls tennis. I'm talking about the fall. Let's just talk about the fall. I thought you were talking about the whole year all. No, around. I'm saying like for me when I look back at this year, like the defining stretch for me will be that that the fall. two months. Yeah, that two months stretch of the fall where we had, like I said, from when Sybil broke the record, like 
last week of September, basically, or you know, second to last week of September, to when we were at Lucas Oil Stadium covering Northridge. Like that stretch mm-hmm. of two months of games and events and happenings will all like stick in my head forever, mm-hmm. probably. Just because it was incredible. There were so many moments, like incredible journeys and things you're going to forget. But even then, they were just great. So Things you're going to forget. It's like there's so many things that happened. You forget about some of the other things that happened in that you know time. You know? Like, so. Mm-hmm. What a run. It's a good time. Yeah. And then we had great success, too, in the winter and the spring. Like, don't get me wrong. But it just for me, that two months will just always be, like, probably the craziest, best two months of coverage that we've ever seen. Great success. Great success, yes. (laughs) So any other any other finishing touches on twenty one, twenty two you wanna say on here before we uh talk a little Notre Dame? I don't think so. Winter and fall was I mean winter and fall. Winter and spring wasn't quite as crazy, but there's still a lot of a lot of good moments. Westview softball Fairfield baseball had a great season. Northwood boys basketball had a heck of a regular season. Obviously, they didn't advance as far as they would have liked, but they—I mean—you get twenty-five and three. That's pretty. Yeah. Still reached pretty the, solid. Still reached the final eight too, which isn't anything to sneeze at. But obviously, there were hopes that there would be a final two appearance. So. Mm-hmm. So, so we had some good moments all around. That's, yeah, that's Fairfield, Fairfield girls basketball, Concord girls swimming. And Fairfield girls tennis, as I said before, yeah. semi-state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see if uh, what's in store for this fall. Maybe we'll get some exciting things to happen. Who knows? Why not us, part two? Question mark? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know, not, not to get too into football preview, but feels like Northwood's going to be pretty good this year. I would agree with that. Yeah. Everyone else, we'll see. Concord graduates a lot. New coach at Goshen with Tom Wogeman, Fairfield, you know, Lakeland. Maybe Lakeland could be a sneaky team in the NECC this year. Um, yeah. I, Northwood on paper, it feels like they're going to be right there contending for the NLC title with uh, Warsaw. So. Yeah. It's always a Warsaw, isn't it? It's always Warsaw. Death taxes in Warsaw. Always back to Warsaw. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Notre Dame baseball. They are in the College World Series. We are taping this before their Tuesday game against Texas A&M. So we're just going off of their first two games they played in Omaha. Uh, beat Texas on the Friday night, which was awesome. It was exciting to see, seven to three. Uh, then followed it up, tough tough performance against Oklahoma. Lost six to two. Uh, Cade Horton for the Sooners was very good on the pitching mound. Uh, Notre Dame just couldn't uh, couldn't find a way to break through really on offense. Just a two-run homer by uh, David Lamana, but other than that, they really didn't do much uh, at the plate. 14 strikeouts, and uh, like I said, we're talking right before they play an elimination game against Texas A&M. So and Texas A&M really took it to Texas the other day to stay alive, mm-hmm. and that was an elimination game too. Yeah, poor Texas. Yep, Notre Dame's at the point now where they need to win three straight here, elimination games, Texas A&M today. And then if they win, they will play Oklahoma Wednesday. And they beat Oklahoma Wednesday, they got to beat them again Thursday. So OU is in the driver's seat, of course. They get one win and they're in to so the final championship series. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of right now, it's if it holds, it would be Oklahoma versus Ole Miss 
for the national championship. Ole Miss is two and zero on their side of the bracket. So beat Arkansas pretty good. Yeah, last night. the the one thing with the CWS this year, it feels like there's really been no close games, like nothing captivating. You know, um, baseball for you. It's not very captivating. Well, I mean, like you can have some dramatic close games. I just feel like we haven't had a close game. Like Notre Dame and Texas was like kind of close, but like Notre Dame was in control the whole way. And like same thing, Oklahoma and Notre Dame. It was like, Mm -hmm. you know, technically Notre Dame was within a couple runs, but Oklahoma was like in control the whole time. You know, it never felt like Notre Dame was in. It never felt like Texas was in it against Notre Dame really. And, like, you're seeing some scores, like, you know, Arkansas beat Stanford 17-2. Ole Miss beat Arkansas 13-5 last night. Like, there's been a lot of blowouts. 10-2. You know, 10-2 was yeah. A&M, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're seeing a lot of blowouts, um, which is frustrating because the College World Series is a lot of fun. It can be very cool. It's an awesome event. You want the games to be close. But so far, there has not been many close contests, if any, in through this first, you know, eight games played out there. So it's gonna change today. Today maybe. on Tuesday. Maybe, maybe we'll see. I guess. Uh, you know, as long as you know, it's it's like the like the NBA playoffs. It was like blowout city for like the longest time, and everyone was like, as long as the championships, as long as the finals are you know close, like it'll be okay. And they were almost at that point with the College World Series. Like as long as the final three game series is competitive and close and dramatic, like it's kind of all that matters, I guess. Yeah. So that is all that matters. <laughs> the so, finals, as long as the finals is interesting. So yeah, we'll see what Notre Dame does if they win today. I'm going to guess they're going to pitch Bertrand on Wednesday, start him at least to save their season, try to keep their season alive, and then after that, to be determined, I guess. A lot of teams are like that though. College baseball, you don't usually have five starters, you know. Mm-mm. So. I mean, even the MLB these days, you aren't seeing five stars. Yeah, a lot of bullpen games. So, yeah. yeah. It's changed a little bit. So, all right. Um, you want to run through some national stuff quickly before we uh, get out of here? We're, we're keeping it a quick quick for the listeners this week. We were, we've talked way too much uh, in the last 24 hours, so we're, we're good with just keeping this one pretty brief. But um, incredible U.S. Open golf on uh, Sunday. Or the whole weekend in general. Matt Fitzpatrick from England wins. Um, I know Evan doesn't care about golf, but I watched it. So. <laughs> he uh, had an Invisalign or something, right? Yeah, he's got, some, he's got braces. That's <laughs> the biggest thing I took out of it. Matt, uh, uh, Will Zalatoris, was, he almost made a birdie putt on 18. It like just went to the left of the hole. It looked good the whole way, and then it didn't go in. And uh, It's a so tough yeah, break. What? It's a tough break. It is. Yeah, so Fitzpatrick, he is uh, the U.S. Open champion. So congratulations to him. First major championship, first PGA Tour win for him as well. So wow. a lot of lot of drama about PGA Tour versus Live the Live Tour. Uh, Brooks Kepka just left apparently the PGA Tour for the Live Tour. Um, so now both Kepkas. I didn't even know he had a younger brother until this Live Tour came around. But now both Brooks and Chase Kepka. Everybody's chasing the bag. Do you blame them? I mean, nope. the Saudi government, you know, issues. But, you know, I'm pretty sure Brooks probably saw Chase make more money than him by <laughs> being bad, you know. And Brooks was probably like, well, yeah, I should go get that money. So Let me get that money. That's what he said. So, uh, as I mentioned, the NBA Finals kind of a little bit wrapped up. 
Warriors, they're back. Um, should we have a spirited debate on where Steph Curry ranks amongst the all-time great players? Because obviously everyone has to have a take about that now. Top 20 player overall. I got four titles. My, I'd put him in my top 20, top 10 maybe, maybe at number 10. Sneaks He's in, in there. top 10 shooters, I will say He's that. He's top one shooter of all time. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Oh, but no. Maybe I'm, top five. Sorry I offended the Larry Bird fans on here, but it's Steph Curry, it's Larry Bird, it's Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissing off all the Indiana people listening to this show, Larry Bird and Reggie Miller. Uh, no, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. It's Shaquille O'Neal. No, Shaquille O'Neal. Feelable <laughs> percentage. I mean, you know, 60%. So, he, was, um, he always uh, capitalized on his opportunities mm-hmm. one foot from the uh, from the basket. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I guess we got to call it a dynasty for the Warriors. Four titles in eight years. Made the finals two other years. And the two years they didn't make the playoffs, they didn't have Curry for most of it. Didn't have Thompson, Clay Thompson for any of it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, it's got to be a dynasty, I feel like. They had the worst record in the NBA two years ago. Right. Everyone was injured, and they played horrendously. So, Did you watch any of the uh, footage from the parade? I watched some of it. Did you see the video of Clay Thompson tripping and running into that woman? <laughs> he like, literally tripped for ten, like 10 yards, yeah. and then he just like took her out, and he didn't even fall. Do you call it, a, uh, my friend said, is it a block or a charge? I felt like it was a block, you know? She, didn't, she wasn't set. She wasn't set. She didn't establish, uh, even though he, Clay Thompson was out of control, you know, that could be called for a charge, but she didn't establish legal guarding position, so. He said he lost his hat, and then in the ocean... Because he was on a boat, lost it, going to the parade. And then he was carrying around a bottle of Henny the whole time. Mm-hmm. Hennessy, saying anything is possible. Apparently he dropped like his, one of his championship rings on the ground, had to go find it. Clay had like a crazy day. He had basically. a party. Yeah. He, he really enjoyed that. <laughs> he, he deserves it. He's been out for two years. And this is, this is what he was working for to get back. You know, tore an ACL, tore an Achilles. Like... Yeah, he so was like, him. he was like that one picture of LeBron James, like the selfie where he's like, super looking happy. up. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe this is my life. <laughs> that was Clay Thompson. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and uh, quick check in: Stanley Cup, uh, Tampa Bay holds home ice after they got obliterated Saturday night, seven nothing. They come back, win six two. Stamkos looked good. Vasilevsky looked good. Uh, you resident lightning fan Sorelli Sorelli did he score I don't know he did score really he resident, resident lightning fan Eva, Evan Lepak what's your pulse of this series uh, I still don't think we're going to win the series uh, I'll feel better about it if they can win the second game at home tied up at 2-2 but uh, Braden Point he didn't play in game 4 Game three. Three. Because we haven't played four yet. He didn't, he didn't play in the last game last night because he's still dealing with injuries. And then Kucherov came off early because he got kind of hit awkwardly, cross-checked. So I'm kind of worried about the health of the team. We'll have to see about that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't really be like, oh, yeah, they don't have a chance because they've won the last two Stanley Cups. Avalanche is really good, but obviously you saw that 
Lightning played last night. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to seven at this point after last night's game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, not to sound like obvious obvious point here, but, like, game four is huge, obviously. Like, you know, if Colorado wins game four, I feel like they're going to take – they're going to finish in game five. But, you know, if Tampa wins, like, they get some momentum. It looks kind of like how the – Rangers series went where the Rangers won big in New York game one and game two mm-hmm. and then Tampa came home held home ice went to New York game five they won a game you know late I think it might have gone to overtime against the Rangers or what it was close to going to overtime I remember Tampa scored late kind of put it on ice and that was it um so yeah I mean maybe that's how it goes maybe they go back to Colorado game five and but who knows it does it does feel like it's gonna go I hope it goes at least six you know, it's mm-hmm. always tough when a cup final or a big series ends in like five, you know, or four. Like sweeps are boring, you know, for the most part. But, mm-hmm. you know, especially with two really good teams like this. So, uh, should be interesting game four. I feel like this is a, it's not a, uh, it's not a must win for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but it's a can't lose. Wow. Like that. That's an interesting spin on it, I would say. Yeah. Because technically they could lose, they could lose, you know, mm-hmm. and still win out. But you really don't want to lose it. So maybe it's a don't lose. It's not a must win, but it's a don't lose. Yeah, going down three one, going back to Colorado, not ideal. No. I would say no. So yeah, should be should be intriguing. Game four tomorrow night. Yeah. I think I gave you the day off. I gave you Wednesday night off, so there you go. You can watch it. Should be exciting. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? I can't feel my face. That's when so I'm, exciting. When I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Okay, there we go. There we go. But I love it's it. It's uh, open mic night, karaoke night here at the Ghost News Sports Podcast. I just like take it off the thing, start like <laughs> dancing a, around, that'll singing. That's an annoying noise. Uh, and quickly, we just, um, before we came on, about an hour or two before we came on, the uh, sad news, sad news from the sports world, uh, Caleb Swanigan, former Homestead High School athlete, Mr. Indiana Basketball 2015, Purdue All-American Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, passed away uh, from natural causes at age 25 today in Allen County, uh, in Fort Wayne. Um, obviously, Swanigan was a, a tremendous high school basketball player, led Homestead to their only state championship, uh, tr- continued that at Purdue, was a beast for Purdue mm-hmm. for two years. Again, Big Ten Player of the Year, All-American in 2017, first-round draft pick by the Trailblazers in 2017, uh, 26th overall, never got his NBA career really going, unfortunately, um, was out of the league by 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we don't know – many details yet you know just the natural causes what does that mean like how did he what led to that you know we don't know but um you know this guy had an incredible story overcame you know broken home early in his life you know parents addicted to drugs got out of it you know made a name for himself became this great basketball player and everyone loved him it seemed like you know and Mm. just tragic man just too gone too soon so rest in peace yeah, so don't mean to end the show on a sad note like that, but it, obviously it's a 
you know, people remember him from his high school and college days. He was like, you know, you could make an argument. He was one of the more, if not the most impactful Indiana basketball player of the 2010s with his play at Homestead and Purdue, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him and Romeo Lankford there, when he when Romeo Lankford was going for the scoring record uh, in the state and then went to IU for a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. uh, those two guys, you know. So, uh, yeah, just sad news, man. This sad. 25. Makes you like, yeah, just makes you think, man, about life, you know. I mean, we're young, you know. So, he's younger than us. He is. Crazy. Crazy. So, well, that's going to do it, I think, for this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. If you have anything else, Evan, you want to add, let me know right now. Nope. No? I hope that picked up. <laughs> nope. No? Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're transitioning into summer content. So, what we'll be talking about, I have no idea next week. We're going to figure that out. So, mm-hmm. we'll get out about a couple of days and figure out what we want to do for the podcast for the rest of the summer. So, right. uh, tune in then. <laughs>